Hey y'all, and welcome back to Uplift Fit Nutrition Radio. I'm your host, Lacey Dunn, future registered dietitian, here to spread the scientific knowledge in the worlds of fitness and nutrition. Today, I have an amazing guest. She was the NPC national champion, Lauren Dannemiller. We're going to talk about the importance of an off-season, as well as go into key aspects of competing. So, let's get started. Hey guys, today we have another bikini type of podcast. This is Lauren Dannenmiller. I have talked about her in my other podcast on Bikini Prep. She is the NPC National Miami champion and to me she is like the perfect image and picture of a balanced bikini physique. So she is moving on to the IFBB League, new IFBB Pro, and she is here to talk with us today about the importance of an off-season, why it is essential to give yourself time to grow between shows and as well for overall physique development. So Lauren, why don't you tell my listeners who you are and a little bit about your background and then we can go into the topic from there. Awesome. Well, that was a really nice introduction. So thank you very much. Um, Yes, my name is Lauren Dannemeller. If you want to give me a follow, I'm on Instagram, I'm on YouTube, and I love just spreading my knowledge and my story. And yeah, so everything about that. I am an IFBB pro bikini competitor, and I am um, an online competition prep coach. I have girls that I work with and get them, you know, ready for the stage. I also have lifestyle clients as well. And my team is called Team Cosmic Bodies. So if you're interested in working with me, you can go ahead and, you know, contact me. It's run by me and my my boyfriend, Kyle. And yeah, and I'm also, I guess I would consider myself like a full-time bikini pro, you know, I love the gym. I live and breathe bodybuilding and I take, you know, training and nutrition very seriously. I'm living out here in Florida. I live in Tampa. And yeah, I'm also going to school. I'm finishing my degree in health sciences. I'm almost done with that. I think it's very important to have a degree. Um, Even I'm so close. So I'm just about done with that. Um, I have a dog, Zima. I'm a big dog lover, and Zima is like our freaking child. She's an Australian Shepherd mini. So much cute. (laughs) Yeah, she's crazy. So that's like an introduction about me. Awesome. What essentially got you started into the bodybuilding world? Yeah, so I was, you know, very competitive in high school. I ran track and cross country. It was it was my life. I loved it. Um, I was always very active and, and loved pushing myself. And that's why I really loved track. I did the 400 meter dash. And then after high school, I, you know, I went into my freshman year of college and I got into the gym. My, my boyfriend, Kyle, he brought me into there and I stopped like running as much. And I was really enjoying, you know, progressing in the gym and, you know, building muscle. And I did, I was working out for about like a year and a half. And then I was looking for like an outlet. I wanted to compete in something, you know, I always had that, that drive to, 
to do something and, and to do a sh- like a like a competition. So my boyfriend then brought up, hey, what about bodybuilding? Like there's bikini, there's figure, there's, you know, all like this. It's, it's like a competition. I'm like, huh, okay, that sounds pretty cool. <clears throat> you know, I've been been lifting and I wanted it like an outlet, something to do. So I was like, okay, so I definitely, you know, I went on the computer, I read up on it, I went on Instagram, you know, I saw people competing, you know, I was looking at Miss Bikini Olympia, I'm like, wow, this is, this is cool, I think I can do this. So, <laughs> That's yeah. like how I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, this is, this looks awesome. Um, these girls look freaking like athletes. And I was like, I am all in to do this. And so I, you know, I reached out to a few different coaches um, and I ended up finding Paul Ravella, who he was my first coach in 2015 and he's still my coach today. And yeah, we did it. We did my first show and I absolutely fell in love with the sport. (laughs) It's like the bikini bite. You're like, oh, okay, I guess it's a disease. You just get caught. Yeah, I like was going into it like, you know what, I'm just going to see if I like it. I'm just, I loved having that, that, that end date or whatever to get to get to the stage or whatever. So I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna see how I like this. Like, who knows, show day, I might hate it. I might hate being on stage, you know, I might. So I just went into it very open minded, had really fun my first show. And after my first show, I was like, Oh my God, that was amazing. You know, that was, you know, I had a rush like on stage where I just felt like I belonged there. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow. Um, and then when I got off the stage, I just, I just knew like that I was kind of meant to do this. Like I was like, this is something I, I can see myself doing for a long time. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Transitioning from your first show, let's talk about that off-season of yours yes. and the importance of it. Mm-hmm. So when I – I did two shows in 2015. I did one, and, you you know, you always want <clears throat> to, like, do, do another one just because you're already conditioned and lean. So I did one in Florida, and then I did one in Colorado because I was living in Colorado at the time. And then when I – got off stage, you know, in Colorado, I was like, gosh, like, I want to go far in this. And I was like, I was telling my boyfriend, I'm like, I'm nationally qualified. Let's do a national show. You know, you you get so worked up and you want to keep going and, and get on stage again and whatever. But he sat me down and he was like, okay, what do you want to do in this sport? Like, where, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want to become a pro. Like, I want to go to the next level. And he's like, okay, well, let's hold back for a second. Let's make a game plan. I think you need at least two years off to put yourself in a really good position to one day get that pro card. And I was like, two years? Like, what am I supposed to do for two years? Like, two years? <laughs> That's like, that's so long. Like, what am I supposed to do? Um, but then obviously after like thinking about it and everything, we came to the decision, like, let's take 
the time off. Let's take the time off and, and focus on growing. And so next time you come back, you are really in a good place. And that's why I feel off seasons, you know, long off seasons are important, especially if you want to, you know, if you want to go far in the sport and, and you want to, I don't know if you want to get your pro car, like if, if to people that are listening, if that's something that you want to do, you really gotta, gotta make a game plan for yourself and really think about where you're at right now and, and plan because time does fly by. I mean, those two years flew by. I really focused on my gym performance. You know, I, I, I feel like I came, like became a, um, like an advanced lifter. Like during those two years, I really focused on the squat, the deadlift, the hip thrust, and really progressed in those movements. And I, if you guys look back, you know, on my Instagram, I post pictures of like my glute and, and leg transformation. And then it's, it's incredible. Like what oh, you can, it's insane. It's night and day. Yeah. It's really incredible what you can do in, in two years. And I, especially if you're a natural competitor, like, yeah, it takes time to grow muscle, especially if you're natural. I mean, you gotta, you really gotta be on a good program and, you know, take Get every day. <laughs> Like I'm so about patience. Like I, I'm in this sport for the long term. Like, you know, I'm taking a year off right now and I am in no rush to get to the Olympia stage. Like I am in no rush to do my first pro show because I love the sport so much. I love off season. I love on like prep season, you know, and, um, yeah, so it's you got to have patience, and especially if you're in it for the long term, the stage is always going to be there. And I feel like people get really caught up in, in wanting to do show after show after show, and it's like hold up for a second. Like, what well, you're definitely you know in this for the wrong reasons. You know, it's like you just want to you know be shredded twenty four seven and do these shows, but you got to think about it and in the long term. Like I feel like I'm going to be competing till I'm probably like in my thirties or something. Like that's awesome. Though. That's a good goal. And two yeah. things about that. Number one for athletes who, you know, they hop on certain compounds or drugs or whatever, what they're essentially doing is they're running themselves into the ground and sure they might have, you know, that short term success. They might have those short term goals happen, like jumping to the Olympia because they gained a certain amount of pounds or whatever and they look better. But then post that show, what's gonna happen is they're not gonna be able to compete the rest of their lives. They're gonna have health issues, they're gonna have health problems. And then who's the winner there? The person who got to the short short term goal and then can't do the sport they love anymore or the person who took it slow took it natural and can do the shows for the rest of their lives Mm -hmm. and then second thing like you mentioned um if you if you keep doing those shows show after show after show what's going to happen is you're going to down regulate your metabolism you're going to cause a great amount of fatigue and you're probably going to lose a lot of muscle mass so just things you really have to keep in mind with competing Mm 
and making sure that you start your shows in either a good off-season state or with your calories high and your fatigue very low. Yeah, yeah, I, I do see that a lot. I see a lot of girls, you know, running themselves into the ground and then they get burnt out. You know, they get burnt out from, from the sport and it, it just saddens me, you know. I feel like there, there's all this pressure to, you know, compete, compete, but sometimes you, you really got to slow it down and care about your health. And and that's why, you know, I, I made the choice again to, this year I'm, I'm obviously, I'm not going to take two years off, but I am going to take a full year because, you know, I dieted for, you know, I was very restricted for a whole year going after my pro card. And after I competed, I was like, okay, I really need to, recover I need to get these calories back up mm-hmm. I, need, I need to get my mind right again you know I got I got pretty food focused at the end of my at the end of my prep you know food was always on my mind I that was, is huge know. so like mental health guys is so important yeah you know you got to be you know mentally ready and you know before you start any prep you got to have a good relationship with food, you know, it not be on your mind 24 seven, you need to have those calories up, you know, and just be be in a really good position. So that's why I'm taking this year off to recover and, and make some improvements, you know, make some improvements to my physique so I can be competitive at the pro level. Which you will be. Now, something I do want to talk about is your training. So in your two-year off-season, what is, like, the key for you for building those legs, for making yeah. those changes? Yeah, so during those those two years, um, I was working legs. Like, I was working legs three times a week. It got pretty up there, you know, and I focused on progressing in – these main movements. So I really, you know, I, I was always squatting and deadlifting, but I got stronger in those movements. And then I brought in a new movement that I never had done before. And it was the hip thrust. And I saw that from Brett Contreras. Holla, hip thrust. Yeah, and like, I was, you know, my boyfriend showed me him and I was just really inspired and with the, the hip thrust and everything. And, you know, definitely I, I wasn't, you know, great at it in the beginning, you know, it was, I wasn't lifting too heavy of a weight. Um, I, you know, moved to body weight and then I went into, um, band and then I finally got to the barbell and, you know, slowly progressed with that. And I think I was doing like 315 for like eight reps or something like That's that. Like insane. I really got- I know I really got like up there because I loved it like and I still love the hip thrust I think it's like the greatest thing ever and that's what I really feel like shaped my glutes you know so girls out there and even guys um, definitely you guys should be hip thrusting because it is it is an amazing movement (laughs) yeah that's for sure I think the key for me in regards to my glutes were just making sure that I have that I have progressive overload with those movements and then making sure that I'm hitting my glutes in all planes of motion, vertical, horizontal, transverse, and just mm-hmm. making sure like everything is like encompassed into a workout. 
Yeah, I was doing um, glute kickbacks as well, and um, yeah, just just doing any hip hinge movement. So if you're gonna deadlift, that's gonna work your glutes. You know, hip thrust is gonna work your glutes. Squatting is mostly gonna for me. It really works my my um, quads more, but you get, again, like any hip hinge movement, it's gonna work your those glutes back there. Yeah, and key guys for any movement, make sure like I've hit on another podcast, mind muscle connection because you can do all the glute hip thrusts you want, but if you are not actually activating those glutes and you're pushing through your quads, you're not gonna have that glute growth. That's that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> So huge key that, there. That just comes with, you know, being in the gym and really, you know, you know, if you're a beginner, it's going to be tough in the beginning. Like It really figure, is because there's a lack of muscle there. You're not going to feel yeah. it. Yeah. But then once you progress and you're, and you're, you know, getting to an intermediate lifter, you know, I, I feel like I became like an intermediate lifter during those two years because I really – focused on like, hey, I want to, you know, every day in the gym during those two years, I really focused on my why and I really focused on, I want to do damage like in 2018 or 2017. And, um, and yeah, it, it paid off, you know. That's awesome. Now, in regards to nutrition, what did you do in those two years? Did you keep trying to build your calories? Were you in a surplus? Were you reversing? Yeah. So, for you know, after my show in 2015, I definitely reverse dieted. This time around, I did something different. I did the recovery diet. But um, yeah, in 2015, I reversed. You know, adding in those calories. And then I, I got to a point where um, I would track like through the, for my first meal to like maybe in the afternoon, but like my last meal, I wouldn't really count it. And my, my calories got pretty high and I did, I should have probably done like a mini cut or something because I did, you know, gain some weight, you know, I probably should have done a little mini cut, to, you know, pull back, whatever. But again, it's totally okay. Well, um, if you yeah. were physiological, like physiologically okay, and you weren't having like any insulin resistance, if you your strength was fine, there was, I mean, not necessarily any need to mini cut if there's no physical signs of needing it. Yeah, yeah, I was, you know, I think I gained, yeah, I, I was up like 20, 25 pounds or something. But again, like I, I put on muscle. And I just, I love my body at all stages. Like, I really do. I don't care being a little, you know, having the little extra fat on there and the fluff or whatever because I think it's necessary. It's, like, so necessary if you want to grow muscle. Like, you got to have some fat on you. Um, so, yeah, I, I got my calories up for sure. My nutrition was on point, you know. I, I was really focusing on getting those carbs and and I was eating very healthy and I was still getting in my vegetables and stuff like that and I would I would eat out here and there um but I usually cook from home you know that's just uh, you save money and I just love cooking I love cooking from home so usually that but then if I would go out I would definitely enjoy myself it's not like I would not never go out and eat or whatever yes 
do you want to <laughs> teach me how to cook? Because like I need some help. But <laughs> I think the key point, two things that you just said. Number one, you said you love your body throughout all the different cycles. That is essential because you really cannot just compete and then think that's going to cure your body image. You have to cure the body image and work on it every single day before you even think of competing. And then number two, what you said is you kept control. You didn't go out on a full like, oh, hey, I'm in my off season. I can go eat this and this and this spree. You were controlled with it, which is essential. And it's a lot of, it's something that a lot of competitors don't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I really do have a, a good mind set with, with food. And of course, like you get really restricted, you know, d- during an end of a prep. I mean, it's really extreme. You're, you're pushing yourself to these extreme, like, you know, um, leanness and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you know, post-show, you just really got to you know, control yourself. And I was doing a flexible dieting approach too. So it wasn't like I was on this strict meal plan. I can see why people want to binge eat after that. I mean, that's just insane. If anybody told me what to eat, I would be like, hell, like I'm not listening to you. Like, what are you saying? Um, So that helped, you know, for my first prep being with a good coach that um, did it the flexible way. I think that really helped me post-show and I think it's it's the way to go now I really do I um I think you know if it fits your macros is is a really good thing for um competitors just because you're not you're not restricted from anything during your show and like I mean during your prep you know you're allowed things you're allowed to even make little creations you know when I was you know Mm -hmm. craving some chocolate Heck yeah, I would fit chocolate in, into my diet. Yeah, it's, girl. It's insane and stuff. So, yeah, I really do have a good, you know, relationship with food. And you have to. If you're going to be doing this competing thing, that needs to be your your mindset with food needs to be um, key for sure. Yes, exactly. Now, I know you mentioned the recovery diet. So that is something I have not essentially talked about in one of my podcasts. So do you want to tell my listeners kind of the difference between reverse dieting and the recovery diet? I know the recovery diet is something Cliff Wilson has definitely talked about in a few podcasts. Yeah, so um, it, it definitely depends on the person and it depends on where you're at. When I did the reverse diet, it was when you know, when I was doing this season, when I was doing back-to-back shows, you know, I had an extended season. And after a show, you know, I would slowly, you know, reverse because you, I had to stay fairly lean because I had to get ready for the next national show, you know? So, um, I think reverse dieting is, is great for that. If you, you know, you're trying to stay, you know, fairly lean and get those and get those calories up. But for this time around, after nationals, I was very burnt out. I was so ready to put on body fat. I was so ready to eat food. And um, I did not want to reverse diet. I did not want to slowly add in, you know, the calories piece by piece because I was just like, just give me the calories. So... Yes, when you do the recovery diet, you're going to put on fat fairly quickly um, compared to reverse dieting where, you know, you're, you're slowly adding to your metabolism, whatever can catch ups, 
catch up with, you know, each other. But I just totally like went to maintenance right away and I put on 10 pounds, you know, fairly quickly, which I am totally okay with. It was my decision. You know, I wanted the fat. I wanted to be feeling better immediately. If you, you do the recover, I mean, if you do the reverse diet, you know, you're probably not going to be feeling a hundred percent yourself for a while. And, you know, you get so lean, it's, it's tiring. And, um, you know, your, your energy gets really down when you're super lean. And I was just so ready to get back to Lauren again, get those calories up, get the fat on. And I was so ready to like progress in the gym and start, you know, building muscle. So I did the recovery diet. I went straight up to maintenance. And now I, now I'm slowly, you know, putting in more carbs and stuff like that. But that's, that's pretty much the difference um, between the two. And again, it just depends on where you're at and what you are comfortable with doing. Yay, food. I think the yep. problem is like, it's really hard because like to me, reverse dieting is not the same as what somebody else thinks reverse dieting is. Coming out of a show, like with any athletes that I work with, with me, I never have somebody just spin their wheels in a deficit. I think that is the worst thing that you can do because you're just, you're causing so many hormonal changes. You are stopping yourself from progressing in the gym, from feeling better, like you said. And for me, reverse dieting is essentially kind of like the recovery diet. You hop right to maintenance. And then once you're on maintenance, like one to two weeks, you progress food up past that. It is essential to make sure that you are at maintenance because spinning your wheels is the last thing you want to do. And it's still like it worries me that people just they stay like they slowly creep up to maintenance. And I'm like, why? I know. I, I hate when people are like three pounds above stage weight or they're like two like i'm two pounds above stage weight and it's like three you're two you're three weeks from your um like your water weight above stage weight, stage weight. <laughs> i'm like i'm like why does everyone want to be so fo focused on their stage weight like get the stage weight out of your head like when i'm done with the show i'm like i just don't even think about my stage weight i'm like okay well that was then I'm focusing on the now and you know, you just, you got to get that, that stage weight out of your head because I think it drives competitors crazy. Oh yeah. You know? and I don't even know why, like for at least for my athletes and for even for me, I don't have a stage weight. Like there's zero point. Those judges yeah. could give two living craps about your stage weight or your body fat percentage. So don't focus on it. Focus on how you look. And if you want to make this like a sport you're going to be in for a long time freaking get over those numbers and mm -hmm. make that progression mm -hmm. yeah and it's okay to put on weight post show it is so necessary it's necessary to put on body fat i mean you you need fat um it's for hormonal wise i mean I, I don't you know you talked about periods in your last podcast but yeah, you know, I lost my, my period during my, my entire prep, but I've always have had that issue. When I was like a runner, I lost my period a lot. But I was so happy that when I, I did the recovery diet, and you know what, I did go, it was maintenance, but I was definitely like in a surplus for like, for, for how lean I was. Like I was definitely eating probably above what my maintenance would, would have been then. Mm -hmm. Um 
But that's what but, you were trying to do. Yeah. And I just didn't want, you know, I wanted to go to bed every night and, and not be Starving. hungry. You know, yeah. I just wanted to go to bed. Like, I am full, whatever. Um, but, yeah, like, gaining that fat back, I got my period back right away. And Yay! I know. It's it's such a good feeling. And I was I was so happy, you know. And because um, that, that is so important for your health. The period, especially for a woman, and I really want to make sure that I'm doing it the right way and the healthy way because I want to have kids one day, and I want to compete for the long term, and I'm always going to be putting my health first, and yeah. I love that. And I think what a lot of competitors, they forget about is it's not just about bleeding every month. It's not just about, all right, this period allows me to have kids. It's about that having that period means that you are secreting those hormones. And those hormones mean that your metabolism is moving in the right way. It means that you're going to have optimum bone health. If you don't have estrogen, you're not going to have optimum bone health. Your bones are probably and for a lot of people are going to start degrading. So mm-hmm. it is essential. If you like if you're a competitor, you don't want osteoporosis. You don't want premenopause that you freaking get your hormones back. Yes, that is so true. Like I I have two clients that have come to me from previous coaches who have just starved them. And they are premenopausal and it's just it's really sad. It's really sad seeing young athletes be premenopausal because of something they did for a show. Yeah. And that's why I really believe, you know, in doing a longer prep too. Um, you know, I there's all these things. It's like 12-week preps. Like, I don't think that's a thing anymore. And I don't know why, you know. And it just depends on, like, where the person is, you exactly. know. Exactly. But when I prep, you know, I do it in like 20 plus weeks. And I know that 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 seems like a long time, but it's honestly like better to do it longer and take it slow because things come up in your life. You know, like when I was prepping, a hurricane came through Florida and it definitely pushed me back a week because I had to focus on some other stuff and I couldn't hit the gym and do my cardio or whatever. So having a longer prep, does make it less stressful and you can take it slow you can do diet breaks you can do um double refeed days like two consecutive days and that's what I, yeah that's what i did during during my prep and i think that that helped me hormonally too you know yes, um, the refeeds are magical oh they're not magic yeah. yeah yes they are magical <laughs> <laughs> and then um you know, you're not running yourself into the ground, you know, doing 12 week preps. Like if you have to lose 25 pounds or something like that, that is just awful. Like you're going to, your, your whole prep is going to be, you know, just, you're going to feel tired and run down, especially if you're doing all this cardio. So that's something else that, yeah, I wanted to make sure I told people to do is to, to do a longer competition like a longer prep for your show yes be prepared. it's always like the 12 week thing it's like 12 week prep I'm like especially if you're natural like you gotta 
take it a, a longer period of time. I mean, I'm sure a 12-week prep being on drugs or something like that is definitely going to speed up the process or whatever. But if you are a natural competitor, then um, we are more, we take a healthier approach and we're more in tune with our body and, you know, and our health. So, Yes, exactly. And there's also the thought of, you really should be ready for your show before the show. You shouldn't be rolling at two weeks out being like, all right, guys, I got five pounds to lose. I got to push harder. No, you got to make sure, like, I try and say, be ready at least by the two-week mark. If you can, be ready by the three mark. If you can, be ready by the four-week mark. Mm-hmm. And that's not, like, continuing to lose fat in those continued weeks. Those continued weeks if you're ready early, are about reversing, getting food up, making sure your glycogen levels are increasing and you're you're good to go. It's about not continuing to diet, but making sure you look your best on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you looked recovered and strong and you don't filled look out. Stringy. Yeah, you don't want to look depleted and um, low energy on stage. That's not a good thing. No, nobody, nobody wants that. We've all seen those competitors. Yeah, yeah. And you can see it in their face. You can see it in their muscles. It's just a really sad, depleted look, and you never want to do that. That's your hard work being thrown away. Mm-hmm, yep. So, very key there. Now, in your next, your next couple months, in this off-season, what are your plans in regards to training and nutrition or just life plans in general do you have any travel plans anything fun yeah so you know I'm, I'm taking I think I have I don't know when I'm, I'm gonna you know start prep for the pro shows but I probably have 10 more months of being in an off season so when I got the judges feedback I asked you know what do I need to improve on and they really like my physique. They're just like a, a little more shoulder. So that is what I'm trying to, to do and really build, you know, during this off season is my shoulders. Um, and I definitely like, I know I lost muscle like from, you know, my dieting for the whole year. Like, you know, during at nationals, like I was definitely like the lowest weight I was. And there was like a um, like an eight pound or maybe a 10 pound difference like when I did my first show to like nationals so that was like a in my first show it was like a regional show so you don't have to be like as you know super lean as compared to a national show but yeah I'm really now I'm just trying to you know get everything back you know get, get the legs and the glutes back and um and obviously grow there but not not too much you know I don't want to build too much in the legs but I mean I am natural so it's like I can do like as as much as I can and probably like won't grow too much sad the really sad sad part about being a natural advanced athlete yeah so you know I'm focusing on obviously the legs the glutes and just really trying to build the shoulders and that's you know with my training and stuff um I only train four times a week so that's how my training goes. Wow. I know. I know. I'm, I'm only in, and I did that during my prep too. And people are like, you're only in the gym four times a week. And I'm like, yeah, but like when I'm in the gym, I am fully recovered each time I get in there. And then I'm totally like 
dedicated to my my lifting session in and really, you know, giving it my all each time I'm in there and you know, really trying to progress with like each movement that I'm doing instead of, you know, going to the gym six days out of the week or some people, you know, six days. I mean, it's just like, like, are you really recovering? So or are you really working your hardest each time you're in there? Or are you just in there doing the movements and just saying I'm in the gym? So that helped me a lot. Like during my prep, I was in there four times a week. Um, Kyle, my boyfriend actually had me doing full body like workouts during my prep. So I would like, I would squat, I would, um, incline bench and like do a back movement. But like, I know that sounds crazy, but like each time I would like move on to the next muscle group, I was so ready to just like go all out and really, um, like wasn't sore or like anything like that. So I really was like prepared to, to do it instead of just like, you know, burning out my legs through a whole leg day, which I mean, it's fine. Like I, I'm, I'm doing leg days now. Like I do leg and, and upper body, but that was pretty cool. My boyfriend does that. He does full bodies and I did it during my prep and I actually really liked it. But, um, yeah, so I'm doing four days a week in the gym. Um, with cardio right now, I just, I walk a lot. I try to walk my dog. I get outside. I'm not really focusing on like doing like intense cardio on, on the, you know, on the machines or anything like that. I just try to, you know, get outside, walk because cardio should be a part of your life. It's like, it's good for you. You should be doing cardio even during your off season. Yeah. You should be active. You should be helping that heart be healthy, which is another reason like I love doing like supersets and I love having that intensity in my own lifts because that is my form of cardio. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. And then, you know, for my main focus right now is just my clients. I mean, I really am really personal with everybody and I'm really, you know, giving my 100 to growing my business right now and again my clients and that's what I'm um, really loving right now I'm really loving helping others because yes I have these goals for myself but I want to you know help others as well so that's why you know during during um, this offseason I'm really focusing on like growing my business and and putting out, you know, quality information and yeah. And then for travel plans, I'm, I'm going to the Arnold. So I know Yay. that. Yay! I get to <laughs> hug you. <laughs> yes, I know. And that's really it right now, I think. <laughs> well, hopefully you'll have some exciting travel plans, like a vacation or something, because that's well-deserved. Um, but I'm about- so excited for you. Oh, my goodness. Oh, thank you. So, guys... Lauren is just an amazing person, an amazing athlete. And again, like she has said, she's on social media. Um, You said YouTube, correct? Yeah. So YouTube, Instagram. I will put all her information in the description if you want to reach out to her, if you have questions. But Lauren, if there's anything else you want to tell my listeners or any other way that they can reach out to you or anything to say, go ahead. Yeah, I mean... We, me and Lacey can, can talk about competing and stuff for, 
you know, hours. Um, next time, we maybe we can do a podcast and talk about, you know, becoming a pro and like what it takes, you know, or, or um, competing nationally. You know, I did all the national shows, so I know what goes on. I know what the judges are looking for. Like it was such an experience, like that in itself. And I want to I want to share it to people. So Lacey, if you want to do another podcast on that, or if your listeners are interested in that side, like nationals and stuff like that, then we can totally do that as well. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, but thank you so much. Thank you for having me on here. I mean, I've been following you for forever. I mean, I think you were one of like the first female girls that competed that I followed and I remember meeting you at the Arnold in like 2000 I think 16 or something I don't know you're working like the PE science booth and I was just like oh my gosh there she is and I was like (laughs) making my heart feel all sappy so thank you so much for having me on here today of course you're such an amazing role model for girls the image of not only a balanced physique, but a balanced competitor and a balanced individual. So thank you so much again, Lauren, and we will talk soon, okay? Okay. All right, bye, girl. Bye.